time for the deboned segment where we go through a spectrum of Bones magazine. Of course, I'm sure if you're already familiar with Bones magazine, you know that issue 18 was the very last issue ever. There are no more Bones issues that are going to be printed, but we're having a special three-part deboned, sp- I don't know, what would you call it? It's an extravaganza. <laughs> it's a, it's a finale. finale. Yeah. Um, where this week we have a very special guest, Peter McCall. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Uh, and next week we have the editor, Erin Broughton, and it's over. It's all done. Deboned is wrapped up. Bones is wrapped up. There are still plenty of copies of issue 18 up in the Bones offices. If you want to pop in between 9 and 5 any work day, it's on campus. It's above the little UBS. It's easy. We've got a dog. We've got cuddles. got nice people to chat to. <laughs> Come up. Grab a magazine. Easy as that. <laughs> But welcome on, Peter, because we have been reading your articles for quite some time, because you contributed to the very, very first Bones issues, is that correct? Yeah, I think so, the the negative issues. They're like the prototyping issues, yeah, right? Yeah. That was when everything was quite rough and ready. Yeah, with content Bones. on the front page. Yeah, and was that because you knew Erin at the time and she, she reached out to you? Uh, yeah, I've known Erin for quite a long time, but... Um, I just heard that she was starting a zine and through another friend who was writing for it, John. Mm. And um, I thought that's something I would like to do. Fantastic. John was our very first guest on Deboned. I remember. All those weeks ago now. It's all going to catch up to us in the last <laughs> last is. episode, last edition of Deboned, isn't it? We're going to get all emotional. Um, but for quite some time you have been contributing interviews to Bones magazine. We counted up six just before we went yeah, on air. Do you want to <laughs> list off who you've talked to for Bones? Um, okay, I'll try and remember. I think I vaguely remember if you don't. <laughs> so we've got two backup minds over here. I think the first one was Mermaidens. I talked to Randa. Mm-hmm. I talked to um, Coyote. Yep. I talked to Flora Knight. I talked to Andrew Savage of Parker Courts. Yep. And talked to Nadia Reed most recently. Yeah, fantastic. That's How many says that's, that's six? six. Yeah, that's I counted. Just <laughs> can I you remember know. anyone else? Um, oh, no. eyes, no eyes. Seven. We wow. even got it wrong before we went on air. That's fantastic. Even yeah. more to talk about. Thank you. Um, but oh, yeah. actually, yeah, Eight? Lucy Hunter, as well. Of course, um, the Smash Piano. Yeah, that yeah, article yeah, that yeah. was really early on as well. Oh my gosh! So we were talking as well about the fact that a lot of your articles are quite impersonal because you're going mm-hmm. through this other medium. It's got nothing to do with you. You're mm-hmm. basically a translator um, for this person who who might not necessarily um, contribute to Bones. Otherwise, why did you choose to go through that more impersonal route? Um. I don't really know. I guess uh, the idea was to get someone, someone who's chosen to make music a huge part of their life, um, is going to have a really deep understanding of probably of someone else's work. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like I wanted to hear someone talk passionately about their favorite thing, yeah, and also provide um, kind of insight into understanding the interviewees um, creative process or their music as well um, and I just didn't really see why my my personal 
voice needed to be in there yeah. as much. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have anything to tell about myself. Uh, you know, I just wanted to use my skills to try and tell, get them across as best as I could. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, a lot of people kind of dipped into other genres of writing while they were writing for Bones and then always came back to the more personal, but mm-hmm. it was interesting to see you keep it quite consistently impersonal. And not that impersonal has to have a negative connotation right. about it as well, um, yeah. because, of course, there was a, there's a huge range of writers that did write for Bones, um, and we talked before about the fact that there was this this huge spectrum where writers would range from deeply personal to the point where there would often have to be content warnings or yes. you know warnings about mm-hmm. about readers reading um, those articles and then the more impersonal articles as well so it's quite interesting to have you on because we haven't i don't think we've talked to someone yet who hasn't um, been kind of spilling their soul yeah, into Bones and that's what Bones was known for for a while as well Indeed. as being a sort of diary for people yeah. too yeah. Um, so I guess and just correct me if I'm wrong but you were treating this more as a music publication as one might think it would be coming out of Radio 1 yeah kind of yeah um, well not necessarily just music but I guess maybe because I was there in the first issues I didn't have a preconceived idea about what the magazine was, yeah, and yeah. so I just wrote a type of article that I, kind of thing that I, th- I thought I would want to read. Like, mm. a, uh, I really like music journalism that, where the writer isn't isn't a big part of the story, um, which is just like a personal t- taste thing, I think, and, kind of, yeah, I just wanted to write something I would want to read, and so yeah, I didn't have any notion about. The, the vibe of the magazine. Obviously now it seems like quite an anomaly amongst most yeah. the other writing. Um, mm. I don't know if that is good or not. Or it's right. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> we needed the variety, I, I reckon. So. It's fan- yeah. That's another thing that Bones was known for, was that incredible variety. Um, and but, in- Yeah, at the same time, obviously, like, the personal writing's amazing. Like, I, um, I just... Yeah, it just wasn't what I was using it for, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Everyone was using it for something different, as a different outlet. Um, and you were speaking about the type of music journalism that you would want to read. And, of course, you got Parquet Courts. You got Andrew Savage from Parquet Courts. And that's yeah. an international band. That's New York, right? <laughs> that's uh, not... Yeah. We're not talking, you know, local musician. No. Although, fantastic, um, the Lucy Hunter and the Nadia Reed articles as well. Yeah. But how did you manage to pull off Parquet Courts? Um, well, I just emailed him. Um, I actually... Like, because I've been a big fan of theirs for quite well for since 2013, maybe. And I went and saw them when I was on exchange in France, and and I just emailed him after the show. It was like during a period of time when I would get pretty fanboy (laughs) and obsessive. And um, so I just emailed him saying like that was awesome, in the hope they might read it. And then he emailed me back this really like sincere reply. Wow. Wow. And so I just kind of had a, a inkling. He's like he's really into like fan engagement and like being really re- real. And like he was re- always really into like uh, punk zines and stuff. I just cool. had a yeah. also like um, his label put out Opposite Sex's record. So like mm-hmm. I wrote in the title of the email like zine from Dunedin, New Zealand. Like oh, hope, hoping <laughs> put that bait that. out there. <laughs> yeah, I just had an inkling that he might respond, and so I just asked 
So that was nice all second. over email correspondence? Yeah, which was actually like really difficult to, because um, mm. usually I would talk to the people I'm interviewing for like half an hour, like chatting. Yeah. And then they say something, you'd be like, oh, like this. And then you get on this whole wormhole of really interesting stuff. Mm. But when it's just an email, uh, you don't have any chance to follow up. So it's actually really hard to construct a piece around it. And I, just, I thought I couldn't for a wee while, but then I figured out an angle. It's even more impersonal, having to do it well. over email as well. Yeah. And you have your own musical projects in Dunedin as well. Who, yeah. who are you? Who are you when you're not Peter McCall? <laughs> um, I play in Phased on a Pony. Nice. Um, <laughs> and that's everything at the moment. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Just so that people know that we're talking to a real music person oh, yeah, about Dunedin real sound. music people. I don't know about real music. <laughs> the, the new Dunedin sound. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, reject that one. Reject <laughs> it. Um, so to delve into issue 18, Peter, you've had a wee read through. Mm-hmm. What from in this last issue stood out to you? It doesn't have to be about who, just what and what content. Um, um, well... Obviously, since it was the last issue, there was a lot of dedications to Erin, <laughs> which is quite sweet. And, yeah, very cute. Um, and valid. Uh, I really liked Lisa's one. Or are we not naming names? You can name names. I like right. Lisa's one. <laughs> I always like Lisa's ones, but I think this one was one that really like summed up um, kind of the vibe of Bones that... Uh, people got to write about things people got a place to write and get it published in like a really nice looking thing that's well circulated mm. and also uh, just feel free and safe to write about things that they probably haven't ever talked about before yeah um, and people being able to do that like I had lots of anxieties about what I looked like when I was growing up as well, just I'm sure almost everyone yeah, does. Yeah, everyone you know? does. And yeah. it's just really awesome when someone feels like they can just write about that, and then you think like, oh, I'm not actually that weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. She wrote about um, her b- body hair and how she was really insecure about that when she was growing up. Just in case anyone hasn't picked up the issue yet and hasn't read mm-hmm. through the article, um, and. It's interesting as well because she was talking about being a mixture of Māori and Scottish um, and how that she associated the body hair and the negative stigma surrounding that with her ethnicity as well, which was quite interesting mm-hmm. um, to hear that perspective. And you're right, we don't often, I don't want to say often, we don't have a consistent platform for people to be writing about these kind of issues in Dunedin, or well, anymore, now that Bones has ended. <laughs> um, but at the time, this was the perfect platform for people to speak about those issues that we might not speak about. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, what else in here did you... Um, I like Charlotte Goodyear's... Brand new writer for the yeah. last, very, Which very cool. last issue. How to have a great year with Charlotte Goodyear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the canvas metaphor. <laughs> um, that's a feeling I can relate to. Mm. Stopping and starting. Um yeah, I thought it was cool, f- like especially for a first, um, a first issue. Yeah, yeah. bit of a uh, different take. Like my my first one writing for this was 
definitely not that confident or <laughs> well thought out. Or I don't think any of us here. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Um, you can hear that. The Bones yeah, the pages <laughs> being nice turned. <laughs> that recycled paper that Bones <laughs> is printed on. <laughs> There's a lot of artwork as well in the yeah. final issue of Bones. There so uh, on the back of every single page, there is a piece of art by a local artist, emerging or established. Um, and you can use those as posters to put up on your walls. Um, I've seen a lots of lovely... Um, like col bones collages or people have just That's stuck cool. all of the posters from the final issues up on their walls which has been really gorgeous to see. Was there a piece of art that you liked Peter? Um, well I like the comic. Oh yeah yes. Jack's comic. Especially I mean a good we, way to start it off. we have to speak about Jack's comics because Jack's actually in China <laughs> at the moment yes. and we wanted to speak to him on Deboned but everything wasn't quite lining up and there were the time differences and he was very busy um, but Jack Wiley has been doing cartoons in Bones and il actually illustrations he illustrated my first article that I ever submitted for Bones <laughs> and I sent him a message thanking him at the time I'm like oh. thanks he actually drew a giant penis on the moon because it was about right. Andy Warhol's piece of art that he put on the moon that was a long time it was very long time that was issue one um, almost a year ago now uh, so he's been illustrating and doing cartoons for Bones magazine for ages uh, because he was also doing the design course at the Polytech with Erin I believe mm. which is where Bones came from this was a final year project um, for Erin Broughton who is the editor of Bones magazine uh, that just ended up taking off <laughs> and turning into a whole whole <laughs> yeah. year long project um, but yeah, guys, to to both both of my other panel members here today, what's going on in that final comic? Explain it, because we're on the radio, people can't see it. True. Um, well, we've got a person and a dog. We do. Approaching we do. a, well, it looks like a stylish cafe. I think it's, is it stylized off Nova? It says Nova on the side. Oh. Oh. And then we have nice perhaps spotting. the coolest anthropomorphic version of Bones, I think. Very I've chill, seen Bones. The first and the coolest. Bones is smoking, Bones so we is, know that it's confirmed. Bones is so chill. Bones is a smoker. Yeah. Which um, is very dangerous, considering he's yeah, made I was of paper. Say, yeah, exactly. On the edge. It's a metaphor. That's what yeah, that's what Bones <laughs> is all about, right? Um, we've got a a kind of a bald headed. Uh, it could be a man, could be a woman, just a person, basically. Mm. It's got the, the features of both. Um, sitting at the table with anthropomorphic bones, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, um, and this person says that they're actually a bit nervous. What's going on? Yeah. What is going on with bones? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> it feels like a breakup scene from like a nineteen sixties like like French avant garde film in like a cafe, and suddenly everyone goes quiet just as they says, "I'm leaving." It's mm. very dramatic. It's it is very dramatic. Um, and Bones is saying we had some great content, we truly did. amazing, and the the person agrees. Um, and then it's this like sad face with love hearts in their eyes, which yeah. is how I feel about yeah. Bones <laughs> ending. Very true. <laughs> it's a very accurate depiction by Jack. Um, and Bones says it's time for me to go. Indeed, I'll never forget you, Bones. And never ever forget you, Bones. Oh, <laughs> never ever ever quote it, quote it from the page. <laughs> and he also did a poster. Uh, within Bones magazine of there is a hot air balloon. I'm trying to find it very quickly. There's a hot this air balloon 
nope, that's just the sky. There's lots of beautiful pieces of artwork. Some would say oh, yeah. too no, many because no, the they host it. This is the hot air balloon. Is it? I can't see it because it's on the red. So there are also different um, colours of paper with each piece of art. So every issue is a little bit different. It's all yeah, very so there's. <laughs> I just think it's far too confusing. I'm glad it's over. Okay, what else do we have in here, Peter? Was there oh. something else that you mentioned? Uh. Yeah, it's back to you, mate. Sorry. <laughs> We're putting it all on the guest. You're the special. Oh, Ashes one. About oh, my. Working in a mall. Intense. We've had Asher on the show, um, and she was lovely, such a nice person to talk to. Never in my life did I think that she'd worked at a morgue. She, yeah. I don't know what about someone would come across as though they'd worked at a morgue, but I feel like there's something that you'd be able to discern in a person's <laughs> yeah. personality, right? Agreed. Nothing there with Asher. Um, <laughs> but she said when she was 17, she worked in a morgue. Um, and goes into the values of, of bodies and, and life yeah. as well, which was... Or the casuality of dealing with dead bodies. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Desensitization, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing with any medical uh, professional, I guess. Mm. It's like how much you should care and how much you have to not care yeah. in certain times. Well, not not care, but, you know, switch off. Um, yeah. Separate yourself from the situation. She said that everybody dispatched added $4 on top of the person's minimum wage yes. that day. Um, so she kind of used that as a metaphor for your life is worth $4, $4. which is not entirely what was going on there. But, but um, it's a good It's a, it's good, a good, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but I liked her decision to leave, like, that she wasn't willing to not care. Yeah. You know, which is quite... Yeah, I think that's cool. And a, a decision to have to be made at that age as well is a very trying thing. At, at 17, 17 years old. Yeah, having to say, actually, no, I kind of value the nature of real life kind of more than this, this, this like limbo stage that I have to work in. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And how her boss knew that she wasn't cut out for it because she cared too much. <laughs> that's quite sweet to it's read. You're terrible yeah. at your job because you're too nice. <laughs> um... We go through. There's just so much art. There's I'm just of, flicking just through so much content, art. Hey? We had a really interesting submission, um, a first-time submission as well, of a pizza recipe. Indeed. Oh yes. Just a plain. Well, I don't want to say plain because apparently it's the best pizza in the entire world <laughs> that, that you'll ever have. Yeah. Sure. So Bones hasn't been graced with just a recipe before. In the very, very early stages of Bones magazine. Mm. Um, there was this small section of things that were accidentally vegan. Now, I don't, oh. I don't remember who who wrote those. <laughs> I think it might have been anonymous. Um, yeah. But that lasted for like two issues <laughs> and then disappeared. So that's the closest thing we've had um, to to a recipe. That's the mm. thing with bones as well. Sometimes segments or or sections in the magazine would start and be so fleeting they'd mm. present themselves as quite a permanent addition yes. to the magazine and then they'd just disappear but I think there's something quite magic about that, I would agree with that. Yeah. because you'd read it and be like great there's more so to come bold. and it this just is so never comes back <laughs> welcome to my long running series let me introduce it and then all, all the not in the next issue the... yeah exactly and then they just never appeared again yeah. I thought that was quite interesting it for is, some of them it is pretty cool actually um 
as we go on a little bit more, uh, Wyatt, um, who we have interviewed before, uh, most of these people we have been really, really lucky to interview, and all of the podcasts for Debones are up on the Radio 1 website at r1.co.nz um, if you'd ever like to have a wee scroll through the past episodes. There are a lot at this stage. We've been doing this every single week for a fair few months yeah. at this stage. Yeah, So we've covered most of the contributors, um, a lot of the long-time contributors as well. We had to check you off the list, Peter. That's why you're here. You're no, just another name on a list. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we spoke to Wyatt, and, and this was about him finding um, a young alpaca. I, he grew yes. up in, in Omaru, um, so quite uh, rural around that area. And he had yeah found a baby alpaca, and this was his way of um, speaking about and, and processing grief and death. I guess, and the the life cycle. Mm. Um, it was really interesting to have a couple of death articles for the yeah. last issue of Bones. Hmm, mm. <laughs> I see what you've done there. Nice, <laughs> I like that. Um, but that was really lovely. Uh, Peter, it's interesting because perhaps we didn't see the same type of progression from you with your articles, but a lot of people um, tended to start off really impersonal and open up as they mm. continued writing for Bones, but how do you think that you progressed as you continued writing for Bones? Um, just, I guess stylistically, uh, I felt, I, I did feel like I opened up that in, not in like a, this is what is going on in my life kind of way just in like a feeling free to express myself and not be so newspaper reporty mm -hmm. and kind of just like make claims and try be funny and um i guess be more creative in the creative non-fiction yeah, you know yeah. What I, mean? I guess we better flick to your article yeah, in this one yeah. um you spoke to nadia reed dunedin's yeah. <clears throat> The, the crown gem in Dunedin's... <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that metaphor. We love her, though. We do. Um, where is it? You're right. It's yeah, so confusing. It's such a big issue. Um, this issue of Bones is like a bumper issue for the very final issue. Um, do we not have <laughs> this article? Have you found it? Oh, got it. Um, oh, yes. We all got there at the exact same Yours time. Yours purple sheet, I think. We're going to get there. Got Don't it. worry to the listeners. Oh, Raf, you're good. You're on to it, aren't you? Nadia Reed talks the be good Tanya's. Can you talk us, walk us through this article? What was the process? Where did you talk to her? What was the outcome? Um, I talked to her at the Perk Cafe. Nice. On Which one? Stuart yeah, Street. good. Um, and she had a long black. I had a flat white and riveting. Um, <laughs> I don't know, we just chatted. I kind of just put the phone down on record and just chatted about. I kind of just ask, was there a, to whoever I'm interviewing, like, was there a particular turning point or artist or moment or something that stands out to you that changed the way you thought about music, changed the way you thought about yourself in relation to music? Um, so hers was uh, hearing the Be Good Tanya's um, on a movie called uh, Because of Winn-Dixie. 
dog movie. Good choice. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> nice wholesome southern yeah. American dog movie. Yeah. Um, no super it? depressing Fox and the Hound type. More of a uplifting. Yeah. The dog doesn't die. It's a Thank spoiler. <laughs> I think there's a character called Sweetie or something. Like Perfect. It's, it's pretty. Um, yeah. And you talked in here about how these days we could just Google what's that song and Windex and it would come yeah. up. But what did she have to do to find out what the song was? Uh, well, she um, had to wait till the end of the movie and then look through the credits and then go to the record store and try find the music and talk to the people at the store. So that were real groovy when real groovy was around. Yeah, cool. Um, which... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that. I don't know. We've lost it these days. Yeah. Don't have to yeah. try so hard. Don't have to search anymore. I sometimes have to when I do film soundtracks. Sometimes they're just impossible to find. Oh, yeah, that's true. But every so often... You still have to go old school every once in a while, don't you? Every once in a while. It just used to be like so amazing when you actually found that song yeah. that you were looking for, like mm. that you'd heard on the radio, or yeah, having to burn it from the radio. <laughs> Not bad. Like find it, um, hoping it gets repeated again. It's on the C track, so it comes back around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there was something special about that. I don't know, but also it's pretty awesome to just be able to find whatever you want whenever you want. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. True. Mm. Uh, she recommended a song. If you don't plan on picking up Bones magazine or you haven't read it yet, um, Nadia Reed recommends the Vega Tanya's Human Thing. So that might be one that you want to add to your playlist. <laughs> a little bit of professional <laughs> advice. Um, this is a huge issue. There have been so many wonderful people that have submitted to Bones magazine Agreed. over the time that it's been running, which is just over a year, maybe just a year right now. Um, and I think that it's something that, you know, a whole community is proud of, which is really lovely. Uh, have you ever found yourself, and it's okay to say no, uh, because we've had people on here that have said no, um, have you ever engaged with Bones as a, as a community, as that kind of creative community that it's created, or have you found yourself sitting outside of that community um, from your perspective? I'd, I'd probably sit outside it, but I'm... Well, I'm reasonably close friends with a couple of the people mm. that write for it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I, th I feel like my articles are slightly different um, mm. than what most people bonded over using yeah. it for, like, yeah. um, which I think is really awesome, but I just wasn't really a part of that, so I guess I don't, I'm not really in that thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfectly valid answer because we've <laughs> yeah. heard that from other people as well. Yeah. It was because it has been kind of coined as that um, that creative community that kind of gelled together and worked together, but for some people it wasn't. That that yeah. wasn't the experience of the magazine, so I think it's important to include everyone's experience as well. Sure. Um, very last issue of Bones, issue 18, grab it from Radio 1 91 FM. 
it's above UBS, above the OUSA offices on campus, um, come in 9, fi- 9 to 5, any working day, uh, come up and grab one, still plenty of copies left. It's also distributed around the city in lots of trendy cafes and bookstores, it's all over the place, relics. Oh there are all sorts of places that you'll find, but you never know where you might find bones. There's also um, many back copies up here in the studio, so if you have missed out on a few or if you'd like to go trawling, um, you can find some of the more recent back issues if you'd like to read any of the older copies. Some of them are just entirely out of circulation now, Agreed. but I know that the Hocken has collected every single issue of Bones oh, since cool. its in- inception. Yeah, yeah. Truly a cultural icon at this point, I think. Yeah, <laughs> for now, <laughs> until it's quite ephemeral. By the Hocken standards. <laughs> <By> the ho- <laughs> Have you seen what the Hocken collects? <laughs> they collect, like, you know they collect every circular that goes through people's letter boxes in Dunedin. Godfrey's, I can read an archive account of Bones. <laughs> so if you'd like to see any of those prototype issues as well, they looked very, very different from, not stylistically, but in terms of the layout of the magazine yes. and the content, it was very different back in the negative two, negative one, zero days. So if you'd like to read those copies, um, head along to the Hocken and ask to have a look and you'll have to take them into that little reading room with reading no room. pencils and no pens and no nice pillow nothing. The pillow, yeah. <laughs> but you'll still get to read it all the same. Um, thank you to our very special guest, Peter McCall. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for discussing the magazine with us today. Mm-hmm. Next week, next Wednesday at 6pm on Wednesday Drive, the last ever deboned with editor Erin Broughton. And it's all over. Rip bones. Rip bones. <laughs> See you later.